All right, into the Triangle Podcast, episode 54, as always, presented by Couch Guy Sports. Check out everything on the website, couchguysports.com. Check out the daily blogs. Check out all the podcasts on the network besides ours. Check out the YouTube channel, which is going to be having content coming very soon with football season around the corner. Twitch channel is going off pretty much every night. So we got a lot of content going on there. Alan Hegan here. No Jared Scally. Very busy with volleyball tryouts. If you remember, Jared's a uh, travel volleyball coach. He's had a stressful week. We've all had a stressful week with this Red Sox team. But Alan Hegan here with Zach Jezierro as always. Zach, what's going on? What's going on, Al? How you doing? I could be better with this Red Sox team. Yeah. We'll get into it. So th- this is going to be like a, a therapy session for everybody. For everybody that listens to this podcast or for those that are listening for the first time, welcome. Thank you. We appreciate you. Go check us out. Read and subscribe while you're at it. And everything else, but also too, we do have an announcement at the end of the show that we're going to make as far as the direction of the actual podcast going forward. It's nothing bad. We promise you we will still be going forward. Just some changes are going to be made. With that being said, this Red Sox team is struggling, Zach. I was going to do the thing where I was going to spell it out, but I'm like, you know what? Struggling's too long of a word. It's too late at night. So we're recording on Thursday. Spelling, August spelling, spelling at night is, is a struggle in, in itself. So, it, yeah, it I, is. I get it. It is. It's a very big struggle. So 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, August 5th, we're recording. And the Boston Red Sox are in some trouble. Because right now, as it stands, the Boston Red Sox are no longer in first place like they have been most of the season. It sucks to see, but what are you going to do? Currently, as it stands, the Boston Red Sox record is 64 and 46, and they're a game and a half out in the American League East behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Let's just start with that really quick, Zach. Did we kind of expect this to happen where the yeah. Rays were going to kind of pick it up and they yeah. were going to kind of be on top and sort of run away? Mm-hmm. Not, not that they're running away with the division. Red Sox only a game and a half out. Yeah. But it's a situation where you know, the Red Sox and Rays were always like teeter tottering, like in the standings, everything. But now it looks like the Rays have passed them. And I think that I think this is a sign of things to come. Yeah. I mean, the Red Sox are still a good team. I, don't, I think we can agree on that. But the Rays are just too good right now. And especially with Nelson Cruz on their roster now, I think they're going to get even better now. And they showed it this past series when we played it. When was it last weekend? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Last weekend. And it's tough to watch because we see how good this team was. I get it. You're, it's it's a long season. You're, you're going to hit struggles along the way. Mm-hmm. But this cannot be the time you start to struggle right now. Like, right. It, it, I would, cr- no, I'm just going to say I was I would be okay with it like at the beginning of the season because, okay, or at least you're still trying to figure yourself out, which they did. They struggled against the Orioles, but then they won nine or ten straight, something like that. But – the Yankees are right behind you. The Jays are right behind you. The Rays are ahead of you. And to be honest with you, I'm a little concerned with this team right now because they didn't really do anything. I know they made some moves at the deadline, but, I mean, you look at the our opponents in the East. The Yankees and, got and, Gallo and Rizzo. And we're going we're gonna to get to that in a little yeah. bit. But, yes, it, hit the nail on the head fully, Zach. I mean, you think about it, the last 10 games, so ever since the Red Sox won three out of four against the Yankees at Fenway, where they realistically could have gone two, uh, two other ways, they could have swept the Yankees or the Yankees could have even taken three out of four because they blew two big leads mm-hmm. in that series. Ever since then, Zach, Red Sox are three and seven. And not only are they yeah. three and seven, 
the last series against the Tigers in three games, they've only they only scored seven runs. Yeah, that's it. That's that, terrible. That's not good for this offense. And I, know the, I know the Tigers are playing good after, since the All-Star break, but you still you, need to win that series. You need to win two out of three, if not sweep that team. Yeah. Plain and simple. They didn't throw anybody really well on the mound. I mean, the Red Sox, the only thing I'm going to say is this, and I'm not trying to find defenses for them anymore, but you have to be realistic with the situation. When you have Garrett Richards and Martin Perez in the same series, you're asking for trouble. That's, yeah. it. That's it. It's plain and simple. And we're going to get into that later. But right now, Zach, I'm not going to lie. Right this second, the offense worries me because they're getting runners on base. They're not hitting them in. J.D. Martinez looks lost at the plate. Rafael Devers hitting the ball still well, but he's having the you know bad luck of hitting, hitting yeah. it where they are. So that's not good. Bogarts, I don't know. Xander Bogarts, I don't know if his wrist is still hurting him. Jaron Duran's hitting below 200. Kike Hernandez is doing fine. Christian Vasquez isn't hitting for power anymore. He's hitting like 400, which is good, but he's only hitting singles. So, like, where is the production coming from? They're really missing Christian Arroyo right now. Even so, I and Arroyo's a good piece. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you. He's a good piece, but I don't think he could even help this offense right now because the perfect situation today, Zach, was this. So the Red Sox played the Tigers on Thursday, August 5th. It was a 1-10 game. They were down three to nothing early because Martin Perez could not put any hitters away with two strikes, and it aggravated the absolute crap out of me. You had second and third, one out in the top of the third with J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts up. J.D. Martinez strikes out. Now, in that at bat, J.D. Martinez was up in the count three and one. So he's a, this, is a, this is all the momentum's on the Red Sox side. If he gets a hit right here, you're in a three to two ball game with your four or five hitters coming up. Swings and misses at a fastball. Three and two. Takes a pitch inside, which was it was a little inside, but it was, yeah, it was close that. enough. It was close enough where it should have it was the right call, I think. Strike three called, two outs, and then Xander Bogarts flies out to center, ends the inning, you get no runs. The offense needs to be able to pick it up because. In those games, like that's that was what got the Red Sox wins in the first half of the season was their mm-hmm. offense. Their pitching was exceeding expectations. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They're doing better than we expected them. Way better, I should say. Exactly. But the thing is, the offense was behind them. But right now, they're hitting a little bit of a lull. And like we're going to talk about in a few minutes, the Blue Jays are coming into town, and we know we know Zach how good that lineup is with Vlad Guerrero Jr. First hand. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin uh, Biggio, Springer, uh, Springer, Hernandez. There are a ton of good hitters in that lineup, and that's going to be a challenge as always. And they're going to be in the Rogers Center. They're not going to be in that. No offense, and don't get mad at me for this. They're not going to be in that minor league ballpark in Buffalo where it's home run alley, where where balls are flying out left and right. I think I could hit a home run there, and I hit two home runs in my high school career. So yeah, I, saw, I saw tons of Red Sox homers in Buffalo, so I'm happy about that. No, that's that's fair. I mean, it's all seeing a lot of home runs is fun. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, they're going to be in the Rogers Center. They're going to be fired up. The Jays are only seven games out. That's a little scary. The Yankees are six games out. That's also scary. We forgot to touch on that race series with the um, 
runners in scoring position because uh, it was the same thing. It's it's the same exact thing. They can't get the big hit with runners in scoring position. I think I saw yeah, bases loaded twice in that one. I think it was a Sunday night game. I could be wrong, but still. it was no. It was the Saturday game. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the Saturday game, and they came up with nothing. And yeah. that's that's a, that's been the whole year. They're like they're top five in the league in average but they're bottom half of the league in getting hits with runners in scoring position. It's a crazy stat. I forget who tweeted it. It might've been like Shaughnessy or Maloney or somebody like that, but it's a stat that's like, Oh, that's actually really interesting to see, but to each their own on this, I want to talk about the pitching for a second. Yes, please. Specifically Martin Perez and Garrett Richards. But before we do that, Zach, these two guys, I don't know about you, but they, make me feel like I need to get a massage just to get all my anger out. Oh, yeah. Me too. Trust me. I've been there, done that. Exactly. And you know, because our friends at ExoGun are going to help us because Into the Triangle is brought to you by our friends at ExoGun. Have you ever done a workout and feel like you ever need a massage right after that grueling, intense workout? We'll get the massage without even having to leave your house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down anymore in your life. ExoGun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you may need it, whether you're at work, whether you're at the gym, whether you're on the trail, whether you're at Fenway Park watching this team right now struggle, put the power percussion massage treatment in your hands. ExoGun's portable, adjustable, powerful, and is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery experience. Percussion therapy helps boost muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with ExoGun. Now, those listening because we're not on video, so you need to be listening to this. Listen up now. This is where you get a sweet deal. You can get 10% off with the code CGS10. That's CGS10 at checkout. Exogun comes with a charger, so that way you're always charged up and ready to go. And a carrying case, so you can carry your Exogun with you anywhere you need it. Go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at any moment's notice with that promo code CGS10 at checkout. I'm going to need one for every service game this year, I think. You're gonna need them for every Sabres game, but we're not. We're not gonna do that. To you. We 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 we've tortured you enough. No, with, tr- with, with Sabres Dude, talk. Um, man, this you have the bill, you have the bill, you have the Bills coming around the corner. Thank so, God. So you got you got something to look forward to, but we're not talking about the Bills. We're talking about the Red Sox. Sadly, so, yeah, exactly. Martin Perez and Garrett Richards. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: we look at the rest of the pitching staff. Nick Pavetta has been very good this year. He's, been, he's exceeded expectations. Yeah. Nathan Evaldi was an all-star. So, obviously, he's been doing his job. Eduardo Rodriguez, come around lately. Had a really good five, start the other day. Through five shutout innings. Had nine or ten strikeouts. Four walks. A little too many walks, but, you know. Yeah, it's going to happen. Right? It was not a perfect outing, but it was a very solid outing. Yes. And he's had some bad defense this year, so I'm willing to give him a little bit of a pass. He's still recovering from his um, respiratory illness COVID what, stuff yeah, yeah basically yeah. covid stuff from last year so those three are fine martin perez actually zach let me ask you this who do you think is the worst starter between the two garrett richards or martin perez i was hoping you were going to ask me this because i was thinking about this earlier today like okay is he gonna ask me about uh, i mean if you had to pick one who who's the like the worst right now who do you think is worse between the two I would say Perez. You know, what's funny is I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Because with Richards, here's the thing with Garrett Richards. I don't like him. I really don't. I yeah. th- and he's come out and said, I've had the worst year of my career. Like, he is 
I don't know about you, but it's it feels like he's saying the truth, but it's like, all right, dude, like you're saying the truth, but you need to kind of like hide it a little better. He just come out and said, yeah, this is the worst year of my life. This has been the worst pitching year of my life, which is I commend him. I do. Yeah. For taking ownership. But you got to try to fix it. The thing with Richards and I think Richards and Perez are a little different here with Garrett Richards. He'll give you five innings and give up three runs, but the three runs will all be in one inning and it'll be four or five hard hit balls. So he has that one inning syndrome where one or two innings. He's been like that all year too, pretty much too. And then the other, and then the other innings, he'll be fine. Yeah. Martin Perez. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, he throws a lot of cutters, a lot of changeups, doesn't throw his fastball a lot. I think he only throws his fastball like 10% of the time, but my goodness, Martin Perez I, I haven't seen a major league pitcher struggle to get outs with two strikes more than Martin Perez this season. He gets up 1-2, 0-2 on these hitters, sometimes even 2-2. He can't put hitters away. I can't remember the last time he had a good start. I know, like, when I go when I went in Buffalo, Richards pitched that second game with the Jays, and he was pretty solid until the sixth inning. He, pitched, he was. He was really good. And, but, no, I just want to say, but just with Perez, like, I can't remember the last time he was solid. It's been that long for him because I, I just uh, – it's not so well with me right now, but, yeah, I'm not liking it right now with – yeah, I can't believe I'm saying Garrett Richards is better than Martin Perez. I know. Like, that's the thing, too, is we know what the MO with Martin Perez is. We know that with him, he's going to be a guy that you're lucky to get him th- through the lineup twice, and that's it. That's it. I mean, like, it's just brutal. His last seven start sack, his last seven games that he's pitched in, he's two and four with a 6.37 ERA. That's terrible. It's awful. Like, listen to it. These are his last three starts. His last three starts that he's had. Now, keep in mind, two of the opponents are – actually, I'm going to say it this way. One team was the Tigers. One team is the Yankees who are now on a little bit of a tear. And the other one was the Rays. So in the Yankees start. I was at on that 20- one too. That was the game I was at when I came out to Boston. Yeah, that's right. Because it was home. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So six innings, six hits, three runs, two walks, six strikeouts. That's a good game for him. Six yeah. innings is, wow, Martin, you actually showed up. But then his last two starts, Tampa Bay, four innings, seven hits, six runs, one walk, three strikeouts, and then th- against the Detroit Tigers, who I know they've been okay since the All Star break, but they're still bad. They're still yeah, they're below five hundred still. One in the third innings, five hits, three mm. runs, no walks, two strikeouts. Now he came out today. I, I looked at the game cast because I had to go upstairs for a second to grab something. It said that it was an injury delay. I don't know if that's still true, but I don't know. And I think that Alex Cora is sick of this stuff. Did you see Cora take him out of the game today? He just took the ball. He didn't even look at him. Yeah, I I mean, I had to leave to get a haircut, but, um, like, I just saw pictures of him, like, taking the ball and I look at Martin. Like, what was the stat line for today? He he didn't finish two innings? He was out. One one in the third. One in the third innings. That's terrible. It's awful. If you – Especially the Detroit Tigers. That's terrible. The Tigers are not a team that you should be struggling against. Yes, they have Robbie Grossman. They have Jonathan Scope. They have Miguel Cabrera. They have 
the kid that's a rookie that was hitting four. I forget his name off the top Badu? of my head. What is it? Is it Badu? It might be. That might. Is he be like it. the Rule Five guy? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. I'd have to. I'd have to look up the. I think the they, were from- about, they were talking about him yesterday about the Rule Five, and I think it was Badu that they were talking about. So that could be him. Okay, but even so, right? Yeah. Still though. This like this Red Sox team. They're just finding like some of these games aren't even close. Like today they lost eight to one. That's that, that's not even close. You know, you lost the other day. It was like four to two. Um, no, who was it? It might have been Badu. No, the catcher, Eric Hayes. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's so he's a decent hitter. So yeah, the Tigers, I think, in a few years are gonna be good because they have a few young pieces and AJ Hinch. You know what he can do as a manager, but that's not the point. The point is you're pitching is not giving you a chance to win when you trot out Martin Perez and Garrett Richards two out of every five days. That's 40% chance that Red Sox fans have to pray that the offense shows up and scores eight, nine runs to give yourself a chance to win those baseball games. That shouldn't happen. No. Simple. Now, here's the, here's the, the grass is greener on the other side. Here's the silver lining. Here's the shining moment here. Chris Sale is going to be back in mid-August. That's Very a soon. good sign. Very soon. Very soon. Maybe within the next like week, week and a half, two weeks yep. at the most. Tanner Houck is going to be starting in the Toronto series. So that's a good thing. So I, I think it's it's very, very simple here, Zach. I think it's very simple. I think, I think, we have, I think we're about to say the same thing, but I'll let well, you get started first. I have a little bit of a twist. Okay. A little bit. It's a, it's a very small one. Martin Perez, hasta luego. See you later. Gone. Goodbye. Deuces. Like, he's not going to be on the playoff roster. We know that. That's not going to happen. Garrett Richards, I may put him in the bullpen as, a, as the long reliever because Matt Andres. Oh, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's Smell not, you later. He hasn't he's been not, good all season long. I don't think he's going to be on the playoff roster. The, the guy Rios they got from the Mariners, I don't think he's going to be on the playoff on the playoff he's like, roster. He's so like inconsistent. Like he'll have a good outing and then he'll absolutely just suck them. He's also a guy that, you know, he comes in and mop up duty anyway. They already got rid of Brandon Workman. He was outright released. Oh, so that he's was, gone. That was terrible. That now, was I feel I feel bad for Brandon Workman. He was he was a good staple piece here for the 13 and 18 World Series teams. He was a good part of those bullpens. So I feel bad. I, I wish it worked out with him, but it didn't. So you did the right thing and you released him. Like there are some other guys here, Zach. Like Austin Davis, like I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, you know who knows how he's going to be. Who knows how like the the Red Sox they picked up like some minor guys like they got Delano DeShields Jr. for the outfield. They got like a reliever from the Reds who supposedly throws the Shields guy pretty good. He's 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 been okay. He was in Triple A this year. He's hitting like. I don't know, 260 or something in AAA, but we'll we'll see what happens. But that's that's beside the point. There's a lot of question marks now with this team. Is the offense going to pick it back up? I think they will. I think yeah, I just think that they're in a little bit of a funk right now, but uh, every team's going to experience it. The best teams are going to experience it sometimes. So let's take a look at something. Okay, so this this is the big thing we need to take a look at. And I got to make sure I get the tweet up from Chris Cotillo. Because he had it, and it's not going to make Red Sox fans feel any better about this weekend series with Toronto. So you have, so you have Friday. You have your seven oh seven game. You have Nathan Eovaldi going against Alec Manoa, 
Alec Manoa is three and one with a 2.47 ERA. He's a good pitcher. So. He's a good pitcher. So is Evaldi. So you have a little bit of a chance. Saturday's a doubleheader. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because of the so, rain delay. So Saturday, good pitching matchup in game one. Nick Pavetta against Robbie Ray. They can get to Ray. They can. They can get Robbie to Ray. Ray. 3.04 ERA. Not bad. They got to him in Buffalo. They could definitely do it again. Oh, they absolutely can. Game two on Saturday at 7.07. Tanner Houck against Jose Barrios. Barrios threw six shutout innings in his Blue Jays debut. So maybe he's due for a bad start. We'll see. The final game, and I hate to say this, it's a Sunday 107 game, and I'm putting it up as an automatic L. Garrett Richards against Ryu. Ryu was amazing. It's just, that was the blowout game that they we lost in Fenway. Um, 11 and 5 with a 3.22 ERA. So I so Red Sox fans. This is this could be a maker. I hate to say this, I don't want to sound dramatic, but this could be a make or break series because if you split or win the series, then you're fine. Then you're like, okay, maybe you get back on track. But if you lose three out of four, God forbid you get swept in this series, it's gonna be a lot of people being like, Wow, maybe this team really wasn't as good as we thought. We got fooled by the so, first three months of the season. I want to try to predict the series real fast if I can. Go for it. Okay, so can you go can you go back to game one? Who's the pitching matchup? So game one pitching matchup on Friday, Ivaldi versus Manoa. I say they win that game. Okay, I, I agree with that. Game two, Nick Pavetta against Robbie Ray. I think they win that game too. I think they should. Tanner Houck against Jose Barrios. It could go either way, but um I don't think they're gonna win the one against Ryu. Yeah, the one against think. Ryu, I'm already that's already an L because Garrett Richards is pitching. Remember, he did pitch five shutout innings before he got clocked in the sixth. So yeah, anything can happen. And then Tanner Houck versus Barrios. I I think the Red Sox split this series at best. I really do. I'll take Unless, that over three to three out of four losing to or I know. sweep. But the thing is, is if you if you win the only thing that would make me feel good is that they'd win the first two. So they have a little bit of confidence going into game three and yeah. four being like, okay, if we split the last two, we still take three out of four. That's a good series for us. Then you head back home to play Tampa at Fenway park. That's big for you. That's I feel huge. like, so Barrios and it was how correct you said for the third game? Barrios is facing Hulk and then Garrett Richards is facing Ryu in the last game on Sunday. Okay. So I think they can squeak out of how Hulk is pitching because I think he's a, he can beat that lineup. How the the thing I like about Hauk is he has the slider that I think a lot of Blue Jays hitters will chase. Flake sales slider, exactly. Similar, it's right. Tanner Hauk is your right-handed version of Chris Sale. I wouldn't say he's dominant yet, obviously, because he hasn't yeah, even yeah, won this year. Yeah. But the stuff is there. Oh, the yeah. slider's there. The break is there. The overpowering fastball is there. The problem with Tanner Hauk is he needs a third pitch. Mm-hmm. He needs a changeup. He needs a splitter. He needs something. Because he can't get away at the major league level being a starting pitcher with two pitches. I would love for him to get like a changeup. I think a good be... changeup. That's it. Or even a curveball. Like it's tough it. though. It's tough with a slider curveball, especially on the shoulder and the arm. It, it's a whole thing. Because I'm trying. Richards is like he's still trying to get that curveball down, and like I remember, I'm not sure what any was the other night, but. It looked pretty good, that curveball, when he, when he was pitching. It, it's looked good. So this is the thing. If from mid-August to the end of the season, you rolled out with these five, 
Chris Sale, Nathan Ivaldi, Nick Pavetta, Eduardo Rodriguez, Tanner Houck. Like you that. feel no, I, I like that. I like that. You, Sorry, you feel much more comfortable yeah. going into games because Chris Sale, obviously, with the work he's been doing in the minor leagues, he's been very good this yeah. year. Like we said before, Evaldi's an all-star. Pavetta's been pitching well. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, he's starting. It looks like he may start to turn a corner, which is Hopefully. good. He's had some bad they need luck him. this year. They need Pick, him to be good. Knock on wood, as I just did. And, mm-hmm. then, fi- and, and then finally, Tanner Houck who at least can give you five, six innings. That's all we're asking for. Like the poor bullpen, like Phillips Valdez, he's had to come in and clean up some of these messes that have just been Credit to him because he's been really good ever since he got reinstated. He's been really good, He's right? been really good. You have Valdez. You have Darwinson Hernandez. You have Salamora. You have Matt Barnes as your closer. You have Adam Ottavino as a setup guy. You Garrett have Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock, who's been very good. Josh Taylor, that's been very good. Your bullpen is good. Yeah, it's solid. You, you it's can a solid now bullpen. Say, right. You can now say they have a solid bullpen. The Who starting would pitching would be saying that. I know. You're later. I know. Now the starting pitching needs to hold up their end of the bargain. It's that simple. It's that simple. And honestly, now that the trade deadline's over, I've had time to think about it. And I'm like, you know what? The Yankees and the Blue Jays, they had to go make those moves just to have a shot. They had to, yeah, they definitely had to. To make the playoffs next year, I think the Red Sox, similar to the Celtics in this sense, but obviously I know we're not a basketball podcast. But I think the the Red Sox are setting themselves up for the 2021 off season, going into 2022, so that way they can maybe make a splash or two in the free agent market. Because we've said it before, there are a lot of good names in that free agent free agent class. They, it's gonna be they need to find a way to get Joey get or Anthony Rizzo over here. That it's not going to happen. The Yankees are going to sign him to a long-term extension. That they he's should have be- traded for him at the deadline. I know they should have. And that's a conversation, Zach, that you and I can have. But listen, we're going to get blue in the face and we're going to get aggravated. It's very simple with Anthony Rizzo. The Red Sox were linked to him. So the Yankees said, you know what? We need a first baseman. Luke Voigt is hurt. Let's take the guy the Red Sox are getting. So that way they can't have him. And we have an all-star first baseman. And all of a sudden, boom. Anthony Rizzo's a Yankee. It's it is what it is. Because you weren't hearing the Yankees mentioned for Rizzo at all until they traded for him. Yeah. Yeah. How did the Mark Teixeira thing work out? How did A-Rod work out? It was the it's the same thing, Zach. And I'm not mad at you. I'm just like it. it no, I'm it just aggravates. I'm just mad at the whole situation right now. It, no, and it aggravates me too, because it was the same thing in 2000 and 2004. Alex Rodriguez was primed to come to the Red Sox and be the starting shortstop. And then all of a sudden, the Yankees come in, they trade for him, make him a third baseman, and then obviously the Red Sox still win the World Series and everything. But the rest is history. And the rest is history. They did the same thing with Mark Teixeira. The Red Sox were heavily linked to Teixeira. Then the Yankees came in, they make a better offer. That's what the Yankees do. That's what their management does. That's what Brian Cashman does. He waits to see what the offers are on the table, and then he just splurges money, and then he gets his guy. Which credit to him. He yeah, yeah, the, definitely. He has put the Yankees in a much better position to contend in the American League East. And for these Yankee fans that are on the network, like the, the Chris Adarizos, the Tom DeRussos, I'm not dumb. I know the Yankees are coming. I know that they have a soft schedule coming up, but so do the Red Sox in September. The Red Sox in September, they still have to play the Twins. They still have to play the Rangers, and they still have to play the, the Cleveland Guardians. And, yes, I'm calling them the Guardians because that's where we're going to have to call them from now on. You can call them the Indians if you want, but it's going to be the Guardians in 2022. So the Red Sox have it too. If they can just survive this stretch coming up 
where you're playing Toronto and you're playing Tampa and you're playing Baltimore and then you're playing the Yankees. If you can be 500 or better baseball, then you have something going into September because September, the schedule lightens up a lot and it's going to be a situation where they can still contend for a playoff spot. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think they're going to be a wild card team, but they're, I don't think they're going to win the division. I really don't. I think the Rays are too good and they're too consistent. And that's my whole thing with them. I really wish they would have gotten Scherzer too. He was they, they, amazing. They, that was a Zach. That was a smoke screen. And I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying that was a smoke screen. They just need a starting pitcher. They needed someone else at the deadline. And they, it just got, I mean, I like Kyle Schwarber, but I know, but but Zach, let's think about this logically. Chaim Bloom's a guy that is about longevity, and he's a guy that wants prospects for the future and guys that are ready for the future. Do you really think he would have traded off like two or three good prospects to get Max Scherzer in here for three months? I mean, I guess not, but no, we have people right up our right behind our asses now. I know, but but that's the thing. If if Chaim Bloom really believed that this team was ready to win a World Series this year. He would have made that move, but he's saying, you know what? They're not going to, I don't think they're going to win it this year. Let's set it up for the short term and the future to be good. Because remember what happened in 2018, Dave Dombrowski traded away everybody. He traded away Yoan Mankata and the Chris Sale deal. He traded away prospects in the Craig Kimbrell deal to bring in veteran talent. One year World Series, look what happened in 19 and 20. Terrible years. You finished in last in 20. I think you finished in third or fourth in 19. Chaim Bloom doesn't want to do that. He's treating the Red Sox like they're the Rays, and he's building up the farm system. Because, by the way, remember this, Zach, and for everybody else that's watching and listening, the Tampa Bay Rays were made by Chaim Bloom. So the team that's in front of you is the team that Chaim Bloom had last. And that's the guy that's running your team now. Just remember that when you start to get aggravated and everything else about the long term. I'm just not liking this situation right now at all, to be honest with you. No, I'm really not. So here's the Red Sox schedule for the rest of the year. So they have the series with the Jays in Toronto. Then they have three at home against Tampa. They have three more at home against Baltimore. And then they have three on the road against the Yankees. All divisional opponents. Yep. And then after that, they have three against Texas, three against Minnesota, three at Cleveland. And then it looks like at least two or sorry, you have four at Tampa going into September. And then in September, you have three more against the Indians at home. Sorry, the Guardians. Three more against the Guardians at home. Tampa Bay for three. White Sox for three in Chicago. Seattle for three in Seattle. Baltimore at home. The Mets at home for two. The Yankees at home for three. Baltimore on the road for three to end the season, I believe. So, you see it's that these next. Oh no, I'm sorry. They have one more series uh, in Washington to end. Yeah, the that's season. right. In October, yeah. So you see that, right? Listen to some of the teams they're playing: Minnesota, Texas, Washington. You know, Baltimore. There's a lot of winnable games in there, but you and the Yankees too. But you have to, have to, have to take care of business against the teams that you need to take care of. They lost you, against the Rangers. They lost against the Tigers. They can't do that again going into the season here. They can't. Man, this team drives me nuts. This, this team is just insane. Any final thoughts before we kind of wrap up, Zach? Yes, I want to congratulate you, Al, because you have finally 
Here, let me pull up the text message here. <laughs> Got your master's of education degree. Dead. Congratulations Dead. to you. That Thank is you. awesome. Appreciated. So okay, that is guys, not we the, got the degrees here. <laughs> that's not the announcement. Uh, no, it's not. That, that we are going to make. We're going to make that in a second. But yes, very happy. Received my master's degree today in education. For those that don't know, I am a middle school teacher. So I get to be around kids. And I'm actually back in school in a few weeks. So I'm enjoying Already? the last week's oh summer vacation. Oh, well, we go back August. in. Well, we go back in for like, you know, set up our classrooms, all that stuff. We don't have kids come in until like September. So we, oh, yeah, we got that's right. Time. We got time. But thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the love from the Couch Guy Sports people that reached out and said congratulations and friends and family, too. It's been much appreciated. But before we go, we do have one final announcement that is going to affect the, the future of the podcast for right now. It's something that we didn't want to happen. It stinks that it did happen. But uh, Zach Jessiero, this was his final episode for the time being. Uh, Zach got a new job with Pure Hockey, and he is very excited to be starting that. And just because of time conflicts, we all decided that it would be best that he kind of takes a step down. So, no, Zach was not released. He's not fired. He has an open chair to come back. I got sent down to the minor leagues here. He didn't get sent down to the minors. We just, we, for his work's sake and everything else, and we want him to stay, you know, writing for us and everything else. You know, we want Zach to know that right now, and he agreed that it would be best if we, you know, go on with me and Jared. And then when he's ready to come back, he's more than welcome to come back. If he chooses, we may look for a third. We may not look for a third. It's all going to depend on what Jared and I want. There's a strong possibility we could bring on a third in the future, but we'll see what happens. So Zach floor is yours. If you'd like to say anything before we kind of head out for the night. No, I mean, the last few months have been awesome. I've had so much fun talking Red Sox with you guys. The spiking abuse for my hockey team, my football team taste. Well, uh, the hockey team, you kind of – Yeah, I know. The That's hockey team, you kind of bring on yourself. The football, I will admit, Jared and I kind of egged you on and stuff like that. So we're, we're, so, we're like 1% sorry about that. So go ahead. 1% sorry. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, but really, though, it was, it was an awesome – experience to be on here i've learned so much more now for podcasting for the future now um to be honest with you i was a little bit nervous well when did i join his podcast like in january or february yeah i think you joined before the season pretty sure so like it's crazy how the last six or seven months have gone by in the blur now but wow. i've learned like i said i've learned so much from you guys and i appreciate it so much um I'm not sure when I'll be back on next time, but hopefully it's going to be when the Red Sox are in the playoffs and they are competing for a World Series title. We'll see about that. But, again, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was an honor to be on with you guys. Love you guys like a second family. You already know that, though, obviously. Um, but thanks again, and I'll keep on listening for you guys as well. So thank, but thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. We're appreciative of you, Zach. We're appreciative of all your efforts and it won't be forgotten. And obviously, again, if the stars align and you want to come back and you can come back on a consistent basis, more than welcome back. Even if we bring in a third, we'll bring you back on as a fourth. We don't care. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Appreciate that. So, Zach, do you want to take us out for episode 54? Episode 54, the goodbye, Zach, Zach episode. Well, for me... I'll talk to you guys whenever, but I'm sure for Al and Jaron, I can't speak for them. They'll talk to you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening as, to, to us as always, guys. You can pretty much find us wherever you go find your podcast. Um, hope you guys enjoy this episode. And for the last time, I am signing off. But Alan and Jerry will talk to you guys next week. See you guys. Thank you.